This episode is brought to you by Happy Mess. Happy Mess? The kids' art place? Yeah, they do art classes and sensory play and after-school programs and in-school classes and birthday parties and camps. And adult events. Buy tickets to our next paint night or book your own for your next occasion or staff party. Check it out at www.happymess.net. What's www? World Wide Web. This episode is brought to you by ServiceMaster Sea to Sky. A home is more than just a house and an office is more than just a place to work. ServiceMaster is here to offer home and business services when you need them the most. ServiceMaster handles water, flood, fire, and reconstruction services. We take on jobs big and small. There's no project we haven't seen before. ServiceMaster, the complete customer experience. Call us at 604-938-0822 or on the web, smctosky.com. That's smctosky.com. ServiceMaster Sky, restoring peace of mind. This is the Sky podcast, weaving through the issues in Sky country. Firing it back up with Mr. Marcus Monopoly, myself, Stephen Fryer, Christina Walsh, mm-hmm. 2022 Squamish Municipal Council candidate. Thank you very much for joining us in the pod shed today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad you're here. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, you're, you're a novelist and you have a podcast yourself, Mom Babes, and you're very busy because you work in politics currently. I do. I am, well, essentially my role is called constituency liaison. That's kind of like a mouthful. So I just like to say that I'm a political staffer, which I am, to MP Patrick Weiler, who is our federal representative for Canada. And so I um, help support him from Furry Creek to Mount Curry here in the Sea to Sky Corridor. So you're familiar with the connections to the federal government then, because you know when we're going to talk to a lot of candidates, they're all going to talk about how we have to reach the senior levels of government, uh, whether it's provincial or federal. And I guess you have that in already. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. So yes, I yeah, I technically have Patrick on speed dial. <laughs> but I have built those relationships over the last, uh, I've been in politics in this role for the last three years and have been fortunate enough to build those relationships with our MLA Jordan Sturdy, along with with Patrick's team and then those who are different ministers and those who are here uh, in the federal government. So so this is your first time running, obviously. Uh, you've never run for office before. I have not, no. So why? I mean, you, you're just saying how successful you are with the, the books and the, the podcast. You're already working with Patrick. Why take this extra responsibility? Uh, well, for me, it's not something that I've thought about for like a super long time. I just was spending more time this summer Patrick and I were out in the community a lot more and just with the opening up after the pandemic and I haven't been working with very many women, um, you know, and but then those that we do get to work alongside with and the ministers that we see, I wanted, I want there to be more women. I want there to be more women in politics and I want my girls to see more women in politics and truly when you care about something and you love it, you take care of it. And I care about Squamish and I really want to show my girls that when you care about something, yeah, you go for it and you try. And even, you know, whether the outcome can be, you might not win and maybe it could be failure, but you still try and you still put yourself out there. And that is so important. And, and living in service to your community. I think that's for me what it's all about. There is a national discussion of having more women in politics. I mean, it's not just you thinking there needs to be. There there is. There is a need to have more women in politics. 
do you say you want to do the betterment of Squamish? Let's hear what we need to be doing and what do you think we should be going forward with? From my platform, where I have spent a lot of my time, been well, I've been at, I'm a mom to two girls and I have been at home with them, but I've had a career for the last 15 years in education and I know the pandemic has kind of changed the game a little bit, but I want to get back to work and um, childcare has made it really difficult to do that. And so, you know, there's traditional roles of women and being at home, but I think that we need to be able to have those conversations to have women outside of the home. But there are those childcare um, issues and we have seen that here. We've been in a childcare crisis for the last well, for a long time, but it's been quite prevalent in the last four years. And so I want I want to advocate for that. I want to get women back in the workforce. And so and childcare is something that we have to work on at all levels and all orders of government from. That's where I think I could be of a really big support um, here in Squamish. It's so important to have a diversity of both gender, but but also of opinion. Probably the most underrepresented group in this campaign process will be that young family. Those people mm-hmm. who just can't make it out to these debates because these debates and such are happening. Typically running yep. your children around like you're in the height of either dinner time or, you know, dance or hockey yep. or baseball or soccer or something. Or there's always an activity and you know mm-hmm. that you obviously have an understanding to bring that viewpoint to council. And again, to have the diversity of opinion because I think it makes for a healthier debate. Some of the big issues here in Squamish, one of them being density. Where do you stand? What's what's your thought with respect to what's going on currently in the district of Squamish when it comes to density and, and housing? We are growing really, really quickly. So we are we've but now we've hit some growing pains. And I think that I think we kind of have to hold the line a little bit and, and stabilize before we can. Um, I know we can't say no to development. We can't just halt development. However, um, I think we have to t- I think there's going to have to be some strategies put into place of, you know, what that looks like, because I think we need the infrastructure to be able to support those um, sort of growing pains. And that's that is a natural thing when communities start to grow. Our beautiful little hidden gem in the mountains is no longer a secret, um, but that's OK. We want to invite everyone to be here. But I am somebody who would like sort of that gentle to continue with sort of the gentle densification, not not high density, not high density housing and building out those neighborhoods too quickly because I do like our established neighborhoods. So, yes, we're no longer a hidden gem in the mountains. So people do want to come here. So there is a need for growth. I mean, if you do not grow and there's a bigger need, that just really affects housing prices mm-hmm. altogether. The housing portion of this is that we also need people to help work the community and they can't afford to live here. No, being a very service-based community that we have had, the labor market isn't how it used to be pre-pandemic and or even maybe even just before the pandemic. The The affordability conversation um, that has swirled around our community, do I have all of the answers for it? I don't. I will be fully honest. I'm going to have to work with the other council members and, and the district and our neighborhood planning to see what does that look like for Squamish. I, I agree yeah. with the slowing down the densification, but there's so many other needs that involves building 
Right. That, and it's, it is, yeah, it, it, that's true. It is a balance. Uh, there is a balance to that. And where, what does that look like? And where do we start? What's your vision? We know that you can't just absolutely pause on development. No, we know I mean, that. we're our economy right now is so tied to development, to the construction industry and otherwise, from a tax base, from the homeowners, but also from the workers that are building these places. What is your vision? What would your vision be on what that build out looks like? What does that desinfication look like to you? You know, we want everybody to be able to have a have a home that they love. And whether that's, you know, from condos to townhouses to uh, single family homes, I don't want single family homes to go away because I know that that's still a dream for so many people. So what is the right mix, you know, of of homes and, and neighborhoods? And um, I know that there's the conversation of, you know, building out complete neighborhoods in, you know, in different areas. I think that that's a cool idea just for my neighborhood alone. I'm in the Loggers East area and there's lots of development plans for that. But I know it's hard because we can't keep everybody happy because everybody has a different a different vision. So I have to admit, I don't want to say like what's Christina's vision for it because it was like, I don't know if that really counts. I hope that it's more of like, what is what is our community vision? What is our neighborhood vision so that I can help execute that for our community? Less about me, more about them. That's great. I mean, having a shared vision is, you know, having those shared visions and having those discussions is a good thing. And I think it's healthy. Right. And I, I like the fact that you're it's not about me. It's about us. How do we get to the point where there's that collaboration amongst all of us mm-hmm. to create something that that is mutually beneficial for everybody? And you're right. I mean, there's no there's no real easy answers mainly because everything is so interconnected, right? You want mm-hmm. you want the rental properties, but then you need the transit to get to those rental properties. And then where are they all going to work downtown or we're going to build manufacturing lines? Are we going to diversify the economy? So everything is sort of interconnected. You did mention daycares after the daycares. What's next? Well, I know that there's been lots of conversation around BC Transit not being able to move around our community very easily and through the corridor. I will be fully admit I don't take transit, but I know that this is a pain point for so many of our community members who need to get around along with parents who are needing the bus systems to help transport their children around. For me, is the conversation there. I would really like to see, I know maybe not right right off the the gate, but regional transportation um, and having those conversations back with the province of how we can, how do we move people through the corridor and what does that look like? There's also the big infrastructure conversation around Brennan Park and wanting to get that started ASAP. And we're going to need some funding uh, to do that because that's not going to be able to come out of all of the taxpayers' uh, dollars. No, we're paying a lot of tax already. Yeah. And what in the industry partners that we do have and developers that we do have, what conversations can we have, you know, with investments into the community? Um, Because we don't have those big industry players that we did 25 years ago investing into the community like we do now. The water park, we, we see time and time again come up over and over and over again about those wanting a water park. And I don't disagree. I'm a I'm a mom to two kids. A water park is great. I do know that it is in the plan for Brennan Park moving forward. That is part of the, the next five year plan so it's not on the top of my priority list to like get out right of the gate but it is something that's going to roll out but I would like to see more infrastructure like just from like the pool side yeah would it be wonderful to twin our pool and have a slide and you know have sort of like a moving wall that you could open up to walk out to a splash pad you know what does that look like the dream the dream is big 
And so the dream is big. the dream is big. And, you know, it's like talking about, you know, those using the ice rink. We've got members using the ice rink with like the last ice time, I think, at what, like 1130 p.m. at night. It's you, not conducive to parents. No. And not like, you know, and I know that the some, 4 a.m. starts either. The, the, yeah. Those suck. And the, we have to have someone staffing that. Who are the employees that, you know, they're obviously district employees. Like that's not easy to do to do either all around it's not really the I think the most ideal um, situation so but the federal government has you know we, they have an 11 million dollar retrofit upgrade so kind of bring it back into 2022 and then hopefully see what is next for uh, for Brennan Park but for me just as a parent who spends you know three to three nights of the week at Brennan Park uh, along with you know all of my friends and those using those services and then for the service providers that Squamish Minor Hockey, Squamish Pirates, all of our you know gymnastics, all of the different uh, Squamish Youth Soccer who you know they're not in Brennan Park but they're on the fields all of these different service providers that also need to be part of those conversations and as somebody who uses Brennan Park I wanted to be a voice and an advocate for those you know who want to see Brennan Park 2.0 the dance community reach out to me they know they've only have we have one theater in town through the high school and so where can we have more performing arts amenities I hate to go back to when Brennan Park was was designed and built but it was designed and built for the entire community. There is a stage in there. There is an area for them to perform. I mean, it's not very useful in today's world, but in 76. Not not for dance because you need the green room in behind and you need all that sort of stuff. I'm just saying. Marcus. I got two girls too who are like yeah. in five dance classes. And no, just, I got one yeah. in a hundred. So <laughs> yeah. you guys can try and help me, but you know, it's whatever. Not, it's, not, okay. it's not perfect, but no. for the, the resources, no, you know, that I, we have. But again, it's like we don't, you know, there's communities like, that don't have sidewalks and roads and you know here on government road our kids there's barely sidewalks for them to walk home from school same within different areas of valley cliff you know not everybody has you know a trail that they're able to to walk on so where do the how? priorities lie mm-hmm. that's what mark is 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 really asking you where yeah. where do your priorities lie do they do they lie in brennan park and a splash pad do they lie on a new arts center do they lie in in sidewalks for kids to, to, to get to school yeah i mean everybody comes in doing it for the right reason i don't suppose that you put your name forward because you thought you know what this is going to be cool to add to my resume you know you've already you're already pretty no. accomplished miss christina walsh <laughs> um but no but you know what you've also are probably like i have to be honest i haven't had a lot of people ask me list me your top five priorities like to be fully transparent like be like what do you want to accomplish first i haven't really thought about myself like um i don't know what that's so what's been the feedback then what's the feedback you've been getting the dance community says we need a new art center i agree i'm part of the art community yes we need a place my circle of community yes is brandon park a, a hot ask Absolutely. You know, for today, the conversation that I that I had was regarding, you know, what does healthcare look like here in Squamish? You know, we have a our general hospital is feeding, you know, as far as sometimes up till as far as I think Powell River, Mount Curry, halfway down in the Sea to Sky Highway, like Britannia Beach is fully growing. They're gonna come up and use the amenities here in Squamish as well, right? And so 
the conversation it's not just squamish general hospital anymore it needs to be a theta sky regional hospital those conversations again have to you know be with the province and these are things that we're going to have to start looking at in those conversations so they're going to require some lobbying to federal and provincial provincial governments. governments and so you know, I think that, you know, something that I know how to do because <laughs> I have uh, built those relationships, you know, throughout the years. And I've sat in these conversations with ministers. So maybe when you're asking me, where do my priorities lie? I feel like my best use of skills is where I can advocate. Where can I talk to the provincial and federal government to help move these priorities forward? Now, I know we can all like on an affordability level, we can always, you know, the federal government is going to always continue to give money, but they're not going to give enough money to be able to put um, enough houses up across the community. But for me, you know, it wasn't really about me and what I the priorities that I thought that I had had to be like one, two, three, four, five. It was just being that voice. I thought that I had this skill set. How can I use it? How can I extend it into the community? And for me, that's um, so yeah, so maybe, uh, your questions, I guess, kind of caught me a little bit, not off guard, but I was like, oh gosh, you know what? I haven't really, yeah. And to be honest, like even when it was conversations at the very beginning of like, what's your platform? Where do you, where do you stand? And I was like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can pick just three items across the across the board and so um and in, i don't think it's know, so much christine about just picking the yeah items and, and like, being like hey and like, i'm gonna because do this there's, you know I you want to have a general and that's the thing yes you want to have this general focus because we can't focus on i'm sure there's a saying you can't focus on a multiple of things and try and because that's you what gotta saying. have you you have a your voice would be diverse on council you have this background and advocacy to both the federal and provincial government you you know them you have mm-hmm. relationships with them there's going to be a lot of that. The money, like you say, has to come from some. There is no way no. there's going to be enough money to continue to just keep building affordable housing. There's got to be advocacy. There's yeah. got to be lobbying federal, provincial governments. You've, you've got to be able to do that. But you've also got to do it in collaboration with yeah. the rest of the people well, that are on council with you. And something that's really special that um, that I've got to be a part of, and this is kind of due to the pandemic, well, yes, 100%, well, due to the pandemic, is that when the pandemic started, it was kind of a realization that all orders of government weren't really communicating with each other on a regular basis. But there was so much information that was being poured out at one time that you didn't you know, everybody needed each other's help to be able to give these supports and, you know, bounce ideas off each other. And is what is this community doing and what are we doing and what's going to work and what doesn't and being able to support sort of across the sea to sky and coming together. And so when the pandemic started, the mayors, SLRD, regional directors, uh, our MLA, Patrick all got together on a Zoom call and they did this every week for two years, communicating and talking to each other. Well, as a political staffer, you become this fly on the wall that sits and listens to these conversations about, I think that's been what has been really, really unique is that these relationships that came out of the pandemic and being built really for the first time. And so, you know, now we're able to turn to each other for for support. And um, it was, I thought, a really cool thing. That is one of your strengths. Your strength is going to be A, that you're a mom, B, that you can be an advocate. Do you think we're currently doing a good enough job lobbying federal and provincial governments for the grants and for the money that that we need to build on our infrastructures and amenities? 
I think council did a really good job. But the thing is, is there's always more that you can do <laughs> always. And so, but the team, I believe did a really good job. But what is, what is hard is that you have to be doing this consistently and constantly, you know, as a mayor, that's not something that, you know, you can spend all of your time doing because you have a lot of asks and you are a lot of things to a lot of people. And so that's where I think, you know, having myself being able to sort of like continue doing that work and continue having those conversations so that they don't drop and then being able to, you know, share that information with other council members and saying, this is, this is where we go. This is how we, how we go about it. Yeah. I think they did. I think they did a good job. I think it's just, there's always more to do. I can just see Patrick now. It's like, is is this your counselor hat or is this the Christina (laughs) hat that I'm talking to right now? (laughs) Because yeah, he's been such a great, he's been such a huge support. So we've established that, you know, you know, the political levels you've worked within these levels of of government because, you know, you're intimate with the levels of discussion since you're the fly on the wall in these things. So you know how Mm -hmm. to, how to lobby. So let's do some quick fire things on on what we kind of need in Squamish. Let's get into it. So parking downtown, that's always a big thing. Everyone's talking about how they can't park downtown. Do you feel that we need a parking structure or do we need to increase transit? Yes, increasing transit will be another fantastic opportunity. But yes, we need a parking structure downtown. Absolutely. Um, I've thought about like a shuttle system where it's sort of like a drop off type where he's like maybe you pay to park, but then it's free to get on the shuttle and that shuttle shuttles you around Squamish like a hop on hop off type deal in like peak seasons. But for all of those that are, you know, working downtown and working in that core to have some sort of parking structure, which then allows everyone to park in the parking structure and then the accessibility option for those who need appointments in the downtown, you know, on the main street. But yes, we need to find space for a a parking garage. My doctor's office is downtown and I remember my doctor coming out and giving trouble to the municipal bylaw guy for giving her a ticket when she's like I have nowhere else to park and I need to go to the hospital any minute because I'm on call and you're giving me a ticket to park here outside my public office yeah so yeah and that's that's unfair yeah I think we just have to take a a much bigger look at what does that now look like because what we have doesn't work anymore it did at one point but it doesn't now so building a park here would also invite more traffic to come into the downtown and we only have that one access point (laughs) <laughs> at this point yes yeah and then a train comes by and then we don't have an access point yeah i know i talked about the shuttle the shuttle system but i don't know where like yeah where else in the community would we have space to put a parking garage or some sort of parking yeah i think it's going to take some creative insight and some something to look at we are going to have another exit in and out but i think that's still a little bit of time away and i'll just say it we can't all just ride our bike so we have to give all different kinds we have to give different options and then the densification piece garibaldi estates what do you think about densifying garibaldi estates uh no i don't it's a flat out no yeah no i would i like the way the neighborhood is set up the people there that own those homes have bought in the faith of what they've purchased no i don't believe we need to subdivide or rebuild no garibaldi squamish we've been forever talking about this is that something that you think will ever come to fruition and if it does come to fruition is that something like we should should we extend our borders to cover it no at this point we we don't have the infrastructure and the amenities to be able to support that type of that type of development here we have a world-class ski resort 45 minutes north and we have much many more 45 minutes south so no the snowmobilers up on brown bridge would be kind of oh, happy I think there's a lot of recreational <laughs> pursuits to be happy with that one. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. we're happy yeah. with that answer yeah. uh let's make some other people happy lng yes i su- i support lng 
I believe LNG is is here in our community. It's going to be a part of our community. So now we are going to have to meet LNG at the table and have those conversations is what does that look like for Squamish and them being here is and what does the the tax rate look like? What investments are they going to be bringing into this community? What does a temporary use permits look like for their floating hotel we are going to have this next council is going to have a say on what that looks like so yeah so there's a lot of important conversations there but i do believe that you know wood fiber is is going to be a part of the squamish community so there's a vast property that sits right now on valley cliff and crumpet woods that has become a hot topic with respect to our environment and densification and some would say urban sprawl where do you stand on on the development of crumpet woods yeah, I believe that they are in the growth growth management boundary and they've had their, their first reading. I, I know that the conversations around the impacts that's going to have to the environment and, and what that's going to look like, I think that there are certain areas that are better suited for development there in those conversations and, and what that looks like. But but if they you know they meet the requirements, we yeah, I support North Crumpet Woods. Then I guess we can follow up with Chima Lands. Chima Lands is another question. Yeah, I understand. Yes, understanding that they are outside of the growth management boundary where our community has to grow to for that to extend. But I would be open to seeing them, you know, if there were changes to that boundary, to seeing them have first reading. I know that there's still a few things from what I understand in council that have to be put in order to make to make those things happen. But they have made some different promises and they've and where they're willing to invest. I would like to see what that looks like. And I'd like to see, you know, what they would bring to the table because there's land there that we might be able to use. Is that is that for another hospital? Is that for another, you know, what type of amenities can could we put there? So I'd be open to seeing them for for first reading if if that can come to fruition. And finally, diversification of our of our economy in that right now we are highly reliant upon essentially taxes from homeowners. Whereas before, let's say the early eighties and in the late eighties, early nineties, we had a heavy industrial tax base. We mm-hmm. had wood fiber, we had can for we had bc rail we had all of this industrial tax base i guess in the long story it's to keep me from paying more money in taxes we're gonna have to ask all of these well developments that i've said yes to and i think we need to ask for more i think we know if the previous council was asking for enough i think we need to ask for more because our yes our tax our taxes increased a lot over the last four years and so i think it's we need to ask for more from from other people not our community base because right now everybody is feeling the pinch everything our dollars are not going as far as they did but there is a lot of money out there so let's ask for it but you're not going as so far as saying a tax hike freeze right no, like we can't we can't stop taxes <laughs> i know I, but like we, we don't hike it anymore for the next no. four years we can't make that guarantee <laughs> no um time to look at other other opportunities so squamish is situated on the traditional unseated territory of the Squamish First Nation. Yes. We do not currently have an intergovernmental accord between the District of Squamish and the Squamish Nation, nor do we have a services agreement. There's a lot of talk about reconciliation. What is your thoughts with respect to intergovernmental accords between the District of Squamish, the Squamish First Nations? This is their land. We are settlers on their land. And so those conversations 
I've had the opportunity to work with chief from the Lilwat Nation. I personally don't have a relationship with Squamish Nation, but that is something that we have to work really, really hard at making sure that they're at the table for these conversations because, because yes, this is their land and this is so important that it is a community uh, conversation for, for all of us. So I guess that's the big question is why don't we? Yeah. Like, why why don't we? Because I see them at the work that I that I'm a part of. I and I always say this I because was, they're astute business people. They own a lot of land. We're already seeing what they're doing. If you go down to Kitsilano, they're building this massive project, right? Yeah. So I've always been behooved that we here locally, looking around and seeing all this green space, we know that if we partnered with the right people, we could make some real advances. So now we're going to give you the opportunity to give us uh, your spiel. What is your spiel? What is your platform? When someone says, why you? Why you? Why should we vote for you? Uh, I, I care about this community. I've lived here for 13 years, and I think that it's really important to live in service to your community. I was like, my husband was a volunteer firefighter here for 23 years, and I watched him day in and day out serve our community. And that starts to you know really make a big impact and footprint on who you are and how you want to show up to your community. Um, I never thought I would have the the opportunity or essentially the capacity to be able to to be able to do that. But I do believe there is a good side to politics. Maybe I'm coming into this a little naively, but you know, for me, I want to be able to advocate for our community. I want to make it better. I feel like if I have this information, I have this knowledge, I have these relationships and I've worked really hard over the last three years with no childcare and kids at my feet and you continue to show up and do the work that I can continue to show up and do that for this, for Squamish and this community. And, and that can be on whether they have childcare, transportation, infrastructure, parking, affordability, you know, you name it, let's go. Let's, let's go, Squamish. Let's yeah, get her done. Let's go. Yeah. So if, uh, Christina, people are trying to look you up, they want to know more about your platform, they want to know more about Christina Walsh, where do they find you? Where's your Where's your platform stuff? Where's your information? This is your shameless plug time. Find me at. Find me at. Well, I love to hang out on Instagram, so you can always find me there. It's uh, Christina for Squamish. Um, ChristinaWalsh.ca is my website. And, um, yeah, essentially you can, you know, if you're just a Facebook, uh, you know, some people just Squamish loves Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can, you can look me up on, on Facebook and I, and I'm there, but, um, I'm keeping everything sort of, uh, like on a, on a roll and then, uh, on Instagram, but we also have some really great community members who are keeping everybody informed on the, you know, Facebook election sites going to start, you know, out door knocking. So hopefully I will get to meet you and see you in your community and yeah, be at so the events upcoming. You said that you, uh, you're out this morning, uh, pre coming here to the old pod shed. Yeah. Uh, having coffees, doing have, coffees. Are you going to be out in the, in the community have doing some coffee events too as well? Yes. I hope to be doing coffee events this weekend because I know that, uh, lots of people have day jobs, so, you know, it's not easy to get out during the middle of the day and like to keep you out to getting to all candidates meetings, not out in your evening. So hopefully it can be out Saturday, Sunday. And then, um, but I will list that all on my Instagram of where I will be 
over the next yeah we're like three less than three weeks and counting but october 3rd advanced voting get out there and uh vote 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 october 15th that's where we want that's the thing that's the next step right is that we need you all out there to vote because 2014 47 percent 2018 48 percent let's get over 50 percent squamish like let's vote which is why we're doing these podcasts to get people to be like, all right, yeah, I thank- like this person and go vote. Yeah. Thank you for, for this, because I think this gives people another opportunity to come back to. I know where radio like Mountain FM has, has often hosted candidates in the past. But if you don't catch it on the radio and, you know, try to find those sound clips later on. So I think this is a great opportunity that you can spend the next, I guess, two weeks walking through the woods, listening to all of us and making your choices on what feels good for you. But yeah, thank you very bringing back the Sea to Sky podcast. Well, listen, thank you very much, Mrs. Christina Walsh, for oh, joining us today. It's always a pleasure. And with you both. we wish you the best of luck thank in you very much. your bid to become a counselor in 2022 Squamish Municipal Election. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. This is the Sea to Sky podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at seataskypodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Sea to Sky Podcast. Thank you for clicking us on. 